Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the game room. I'm your host, Michael McLeod, and joining me as always is going to be Dwight Robinson and Jonathan Duffer. Yes, sir. Dwight, I have an important question for you right now, and you already know what it is. <laughs> Do you have squiggly lines on your Audacity uh, recording? Yes. Are, are, good squiggly are lines. they going up and down? You're recording. Everyone's recording with their appropriate mic. Yes. Yes. Wait. All right. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Was <laughs> uh, your first ever audio only murder <laughs> from a different state? Uh, it won't be. This <laughs> is going to be an incredibly good shot. So what are the statute of limitations on that? <laughs> as long as I don't post it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, take two. Take two. But we're, we're going to make this work, guys. Yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing? We're doing good. I'm good. Yeah. We had this whole bit about how Jonathan uh, killed a man throwing an axe earlier uh, in a drunken rage. Uh, you're going to miss that. So None of that actually happened, by the way. Yeah. No murders were to you're, be had. You were too drunk to, to notice. No, so. drink, no drinks were to be had. This one didn't have a bar, so oh, we're, we're okay. all good. Uh, in, in what we were referring to is you went axe throwing earlier. Yes, I went and axe there throwing. Was, there was, and we, we did talk about there's like several places that Dwight mentioned. It's like a barcade deal yeah. but they have like knife throwing or axe throwing or something of that nature there, and i pointed out laser tag like, place nearby where i live and they have like some axe throwing lanes and like some like arcade stuff and there was a specific axe throwing place that we went to in north carolina actually by um elizabeth city and oh really so yeah there's oh, it no. was in a i think I it's that little town center thing in, in elizabeth city because that's where my uh my in-laws live and um, uh, okay. there was an axe oh, throwing right. place there, and it's it's a it's a bar, and it has like a bunch mm. of axe throwing lanes and stuff. I didn't know they put axe throwing lanes in there. That, that's that's cool. Yeah, huh. and of course there's Shout like to all it's of our right listeners in walking distance with other Elizabeth bars City. And shit, so I was right. going to say Liberty City <laughs> in Liberty City. Yeah, <laughs> all of our all of our all of our listeners in Liberty City. Shout out. <laughs> Oh Lord! What have everyone been playing? Yes, I have. Um, well, I have two, but yeah, Metal Max Neo. I've been playing that on Switch just because, uh, for some reason, I got it through GameFly, the Switch version instead of the PlayStation version. Probably most likely because it was released on physical first or something like that. But anyway, uh, so um, I think it was the same time. I'm, I could be wrong. I've been watching this on PlayStation for a while. I think I had it on my my wish list or whatever, so I figured I'd try it out. Um, but yeah, the Switch version, the performance is terrible. It's just, anytime you're in any indoor location, it drops down to ridiculous You want to levels. describe for the listeners what this game is real quick. All we know yeah. about it so far is the performance. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, most important thing first. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. This is a, um, it's a post-apocalyptic game and it's actually, the story is pretty similar to Terminator. There's like some sort of like, um, AI global defense system that deemed humans you know the enemy and started this um, nuclear war um so the game takes place way far in the future you know after the nuclear winter after the ice age and everything you're in japan everything is just like a desert um there's like buildings under the sand and stuff like that and you play as this character um that wakes up with amnesia you know of course because it's a jrpg you have to of course and you eventually wander around for a little bit, you know, shooting down giant mutant ants, and you find a, a, a tank, which is part of the, you know, main way of you getting around or whatever. So the game 
is a turn-based JRPG, but it has some other aspects to it. So you can either walk around on foot, which takes forever, or you can walk around, or you can go in a vehicle, which the main character has a tank. Other characters may have like a buggy or something like that, but you have vehicles and you can have three people in your party. So when you're roaming around in your tank or on foot, <laughs> you can do, they call it aim mode, but it's kind of like VATS, you know, from like the later Fallout games or whatever, where at any point you can stop and then, you know, aim a weapon that you have available. And um, of course there's like stats involved with, you know, the... Uh, range of the weapon and blah blah blah, whatever but if you can aim at it and then you can shoot it if you kill it then that's it you just get the points for it and then you don't have to get into a fight Mm -hmm. so you can run around and and, you know sneak up on stuff and kill them that way or you can start the fight on like your terms or whatever if you there's a bar that fills the danger bar that fills when an enemy sees you Mm -hmm. and then like the music changes and it's like this real ominous music whatever Mm -hmm. Um, if it fills up all the way you get stuck in an actual fight and when you're in a fight, you have to take turns shooting at each other, and there's a little ATB bar fills up before you can take an action. Um, you're usually at a disadvantage because now, you know, you're stuck in this fight. You can run away if you want, but you're going to get hit in the back while you're trying to run away. Um, <laughs> they're usually going to get the shot off first um, if, you, if you get into an actual fight. So the best way to do it is to just pick them off using their VAT system or whatever beforehand. Do not let the danger bar fill up. Basically. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty nice. There's just like pockets of humans or whatever. So it's mostly just like this barren wasteland. It's a huge area for a Switch game. Um, it looks really like just like a PS3 game. But because the area is pretty huge, it's just the Switch is just struggling to do it. So I returned it on Gamefly and I'm just going to, you know, buy the PS4 version or something like that. But Can really you yell at people? Can you yell at people? I'm in a tank and you're not. <laughs> no, because there's, there's no, there's no. Um, I'm pretty sure you could do that. They probably wouldn't respond. So there's no. You're not my dad. <laughs> Most of the enemies are just like these weird, like mechanical animal hybrid things, and of course vehicles like tanks and drones and things like that. Mm-hmm. The story is just, it's just there. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the gameplay is pretty interesting. It's interesting enough for me to be like, oh, you know what? I'll spend some time in this. It's distracting me from. Torn of the Golden Country, which I raved about before. I still think it's a great game, but they have this like this ridiculous thing where it stops you in the main game and forces you to bring your community a level up to a certain point, which basically it forces you to do side quests to like continue the main quest, which is super <laughs> stupid. But so I've like reached a stopping point with that. I'm sure there are several videos online where if you want to get the rest of the story, you could just watch that. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. I found a 19-hour Xenoblade Chronicles 3 video that's, like, the whole story, and I'm really tempted Dang. at this point just to be like, you know, I just want to watch this to be done with it. <laughs> but 19 hours is a long-ass time. Yeah. But it sure but it sure beats the 100-plus hours it's probably going to take to beat the game. Right. So That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that sort of time nowadays. That's my, my issue. I'm already overflowing in games. Um, it doesn't help that Splatoon 3 is, like, keeping me distracted even though i'm playing multiplayer a lot a lot more than i've ever played probably in my entire life just because i don't know i'm enjoying it I'm, I'm i'm getting better at it and i'm playing with a friend last week you asked about the single player dwight which mm-hmm. i i didn't i didn't mention in our previous recording and i said it was very similar mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same thing it is still i'm kind of sticking behind that but it is a little more deep mm-hmm. Like the objectives, it's still level based. It's still objective based, but you'll go into a level 
and they'll give you your default weapon, and they'll say, okay, you'll get this much reward if you beat it with the default weapon. But then you get, they give you, like, alternate weapons you can use oh. that, for whatever the objective is, would be more difficult, but you get a much higher reward. Okay. So, like, one of them is uh, kill all these enemies or whatever. Uh, you get maybe, like, a thousand... Uh, I forget they're like eel eggs or something. You know, whatever the case is in that. They're the little orbs. Uh, but if you use the sniper rifle, you get like 1,700. Because, of course, using the sniper rifle in Splatoon is problematic, yeah. to say the least. Absolutely. And if you use this dulled spoon, then you get... <laughs> yeah, you get all the money. All the egg monies. But I haven't I haven't even finished the single player, but I like it a lot. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's good times. It's a good time. And the same thing with uh, Salmon Run. I think if you ever played Salmon Run on Splatoon mm. 2, which I don't think you had ever mentioned doing, but it's I like a it's like a horde mode sort of yeah. deal. You have to collect these eggs and like deposit them to get points, and you have like a quota you have to hit. But now you can you can actually if you if you're getting like surrounded and each of you have an egg, like the egg also acts as like a grenade. Hmm. Okay. So you can sacrifice some points to like survive mm. essentially. Yeah, gotcha. So really unique, interesting ideas. I don't want to say it's like Splatoon 2.5, but it's more like Splatoon (laughs) (laughs) 2.75. Not quite at that. I don't feel it's Splatoon 3. But But, I mean, even Splatoon 2 was basically Splatoon (laughs) 1.5. Kind of, yeah. But I mean, going into Splatoon 3, I felt in my head, this is Splatoon 2.5. As I'm playing it, though, that like percentage keeps going up a little mm. bit, and I'm I'm enjoying it a little bit more. So, mm. Jonathan, what have you been up to? I already know, but you tell uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just finished the Monkey Island series on Twitch. Uh, I've been going through the, the entire thing, start to finish, and I just finished Tales uh, yesterday. So I am ready. My body is ready <laughs> for uh, Return to Monkey Island, which comes out on Monday. So. Do people still get that reference, I feel? I feel like younger I, people don't get that reference. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Listeners, but. you can email us at gameroompod at gmail.com or uh, gameroompod on Twitter. Do you Do you know? We're not going to tell you. <laughs> but the phrase, my body is ready, do you know what that's from? If you do, hit me up. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been I've been doing that. Um, I'll, honestly, and I will, will say this. I didn't say this last time. I think they're, they're all good games. Um, a lot of people will rag on Curse and Escape um, just because they don't like the art style or they don't like this and that. I think they're all good games. Um, the only thing I didn't really like about Escape was the interface. And that's because Escape's interface was designed, uh, had to be designed with the PlayStation 2 in mind uh, because it was released on that also. So it had to mm-hmm. work, a, you had to work an adventure game with a console interface, which is not, or console controller which is not exactly the easiest thing all the time. Mm. It's the so, opposite way it happens on console plenty of times. This is like, wow, this is a keyboard and mouse situation that right. doesn't right. need to be crammed onto this controller. So. Yeah. So, um, But I think they're all good games, and I enjoyed all of them. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see where, where uh, Return goes. Okay. Um, I've also been playing Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy a little bit because I had some extra time left at the end of my stream yesterday. So I played that for a bit. Uh, if you're not aware what that is, it's uh, a game where you're a guy in a pot in a cauldron, uh, and you, yeah, <laughs> uh, you're a guy in a cauldron, and you have to climb this mountain of rocks and uh, random objects, beds and houses, and you know, you know barbecue grills and, and things. And uh, the only 
way you have to climb it is by using this uh, long hammer that you swing around uh, in like a 360 degree circle. And that's the only way you can, can climb it up. It's super frustrating. It's annoying because the physics are kind of weird. Um, but it's it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting game to actually like play through. Uh, it's just, it, like I said, it's very frustrating. It's one of those things you have to have a lot of patience for and a mm. lot of, and a very steady hand, especially to play. So mm. um, neither one of those things I have. So that, <laughs> plus it's fun just. But somehow people. I'm still interested. Yeah, it's fun just watching people fail at it all the time. It's like a big mm. streamer uh, game or whatever that they like playing, especially like yeah. YouTubers and stuff. But like, um, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's kind of fallen off recently. But yeah, it was, it has, it was yeah. big when it came out. And Jump King, I think, supplanted it, and then like other stuff has supplanted it. Well, when you, you mentioned it to start off with, I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. But then when you <laughs> described the game, I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, I've seen yeah, like, like a bunch YouTube of shorts yeah. of people yeah. playing that plenty of times. Yeah, Surprisingly, the one game that refuses to die is Among Us. <laughs> I still yeah. see like people um, streaming that. And yeah. It's got to die eventually. Every once yeah, in a while. Yeah. And you know what? I think um, I, I, you said it, would, it may die eventually because there's another game called Goose Goose Duck. And I haven't played it yet, but the way it was described to me was it's basically Among Us, but better. It has like a whole lot of a whole lot of the um, quality of life and mods and stuff that were in, that are in Among Us now mm. was they were built and baked into Goose Goose Duck. So it, apparently, it's it's a much better Among Us is what I've heard people telling me. Mm-hmm. So it may end up supplanting Among Us. I don't know how long it's been out. It may just have not been out long enough for the word to get around, but there's a there's a couple see, of games I'm, that do. I've never even heard of this. Yeah, yet. there's a couple of games that do something similar. There's a that uh, PlayStation game that came out that was like Among Us, but in like a 3D space. Oh know, wow, I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it was really? on PlayStation Plus. I played it like once, and I was just like, uh, yeah, I forgot what it was hmm, called pass. though. But I. Yeah. I forgot it existed until you just yeah. mentioned this. It would, it would, I didn't know it existed either. To to supplant Among Us, just like with um like other games that have gotten like super popular for whatever reason, like Minecraft and like uh, Fortnite, they, it would have to be like ubiquitous. It would have to be something that's super easy to get into, and it has to be available on everything, and it has to be crossplay mm-hmm. so that everybody yeah. can play mm-hmm. with anybody at any time, and it's going to be not, on phones. Didn't they make? Isn't there a VR version of Among Us, or is that just a mod that someone did, or something like that, like a first person? I'm sure there is. I think that was I a. Really think I think that was a mod for um, that VR thing that people do. Um, VR chat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, VR chat. Sure. I yeah. think it was a VR chat um, mod. Yeah, I had no idea. Mm. I've Sniper Elite VR. I've been meaning to get to, and I just haven't bothered with it yet. Be it that I love Sniper Elite game. What else you got, Dwight? So the the other one I got here is a uh, Necromunda Hive Wars. So. I've been on like this Warhammer 40,000 kick lately. I've been playing like a lot of those games and they're like double A games. So there's a ton of them. Um, both of them yeah. are pretty good. Some of them are real jank. Um, they're overall pretty good. And there, there's like a lot of different, you know, genres and stuff. I still think the, the one that I love the most is like the, uh, I forgot what it's called. It's like Invictus or something like that. It's like a top down Diablo style game. I can't remember what it's called. Damn it. There's too many of them. So anyways, um, yeah. Hive Wars. Got Warhammer in the title. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so Hive Wars is like a, it's a tactical RPG. Plays similarly to games like Valkyria Chronicles because you're not stuck on a grid. So just imagine uh, a dark, grungy space gang Valkyria Chronicles with like XCOM 2 level of like options and and 
tactics and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff you can do. You can move around the the play field by going on to grappling hooks, going on to elevators and and also like all sorts of different there's so many different options and so many different weapons and everything. Um, but it's 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 really nice. I like it. Especially like it's kind of like an underground gang warfare type thing. Um, you don't cre- you can create your gang, I guess, if you for multiplayer. Once you beat the main campaign, I'm guessing I haven't gotten super far into it. I think I'm still in like the kind of prologue phase, where it's teaching you how to play. So I haven't gotten super far into it, but it I mean it's pretty good so far. You're playing this on PlayStation Five, yeah? Right? You said PS5. it was free on the network on the the Duper Edition. Yeah, so the Duper I'm playing it, and it's free because <laughs> whatever yeah. the whatever the expensive version of PlayStation yeah, what, Plus is, it's free it. on. Because I had on a wish list I, I think, on Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> I had on a wish list on Xbox, and I've been waiting for it to go down in price so I could get that. And then um, I saw, I think I was just randomly, you know, scrolling around in the PlayStation Store. And I saw that you could get it with the soup, you know, the PlayStation Network duper or whatever the hell that they got. And I was able to download it for free and play it there. So I pr- much prefer playing on Xbox, but, you know, it was free on there. So whatever. I mean, good, good price. You can't beat yeah. that. So Speaking of uh, downloading things. Name. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should just uh, get the white to name these yeah. things. <laughs> Did you, um, I didn't talk about this on our last recording. Did you happen to play that Valkyrie Chronicles whatever? demo? So... Yeah, I have it, but I didn't play it yet. Also, didn't play the Deerfield um, Chronicles demo yet, and I also didn't play the. Okay, I played both of those. The low, what is it called? The new uh, Team Ninja game, the new China uh, Team Ninja game that takes place oh. in China. The Chinese uh, Wulong or Wulong, Wulong or something like that. So yeah, I also download. I want to try that. I will download that and play it today. I did try Deerfield. Mm. It's all right. I also did try that Valkyria. That's what I was going to talk mm. about. I'll just go over it briefly because I do have another game I want to talk mm. about. It is like ps3 level action game mm-hmm. which i mean i'm fine with uh that. it's it's basic as hell i'm fine with it mm-hmm. i think a lot of people will complain about its simplicity mm-hmm. and i feel like maybe i'll even get bored after a while but i played it on ps4 because i turned on my ps5 and i was met with a you have an update oh. four hours remaining and i'm like well Ooh. i guess i'm playing it on ps4 so <laughs> it looked like garbage on ps4 but mm. that's to be expected at this rate so it was base ps4 I don't know why, but anywho, I'm going to get around to the actual last game that I've been mm. playing. A game called Steel Rising came out. I got uh, that on like Game week or two ago. I started it yet either. Yeah, so I was going to gameplay it. That's actually, I was going to gameplay it on Xbox, but I watched, um, I'm sure he doesn't listen to this channel, but there's a YouTube channel called ACG. He does like uh, reviews. They're like non-paid reviews. Mm. He's very honest. Is the reason I love this guy. His reviews are kind of long, mm. but he will tell you, you could tell they're not sponsored. Mm. He will tell you yes or no, and he he rates everything on like a scale of like buy, wait for a sale, or don't bother. And he says, hey, you know what? For they're asking for this, absolutely, it's it's not bad. So I went ahead and bought it on PC. It was like thirty dollars. Kind of reminds me of G Man Liz. I like he's it. Also, he's also like that. But yeah, yeah. Well, he, he even says like um, if if they send him a review code, like to like a review code, he will buy the game to give away. Just so, like, he's like, so my money's on the line, just like your money's on the line sort of thing. I was like, ah, cool. But, yeah, yeah, he recommended it. I've been playing it. I'm on the fourth area so far. If you don't know what this is, it's like a Dark Souls sort of clone. Mm. But you play as this uh, automaton, like, in the French Revolution. Mm. And you're you're actually the queen's guard. Mm. And the queen is like, the king has gone mad because all these, like, other robots 
he got he had all these like robot guards commissioned, mm. and they they're just killing people. Mm. It's pretty much like the Terminator situation. So you get like this one good automaton, mm. and you have to go through and you have to find. My goal right now is to find the guy that created the machines to find a weakness. Mm. And of course, in typical fashion, I get to where I think he mm. is, and there's some other guy going, "Oh no, he went to this place." Yeah. But first, I need you to go to another castle. castle. <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred percent that. So <laughs> that's that's kind of where I've been going. But it's good. The combat's interesting, and what I mentioned last time, I'm not going to get re- too repetitive on this because I already talked about it technically. But there's a lot of accessibility options. So if you're like very, you're like me, and rather a you don't have a lot of time, or b just I mean, I'm not good. I'm just, I'm just, hey, I'm not good at games sometimes. Especially these Souls games, I'm not great. I usually get them on PC so I can play mods so I can actually enjoy the game. Actually, you know, <laughs> adjust my health or something like that. I never turn on God mode. I'm never, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. You, you have I will give myself, <laughs> I do have some standards, but I will give myself an unfair advantage a lot of times. Like, I just don't have that kind of time, but that's built into the game so you can have it to where you don't take as much damage or your cooldowns a lot faster that's another thing because you're a clockwork automaton Mm. things like running Mm. you you will overheat Mm. and you have to stop and like vent Mm. the heat so stuff like that you can also yeah there's there's a million little things but if you're familiar with the dark souls formula Mm. it's very much like that i do love that that, that, um, art style that it has i I think it's always the aesthetic is fantastic and I saw like the even the movements of the character is just like very you know clockwork automaton style and everything. It's which yes. is great. I love is that. It? Okay, yeah. Oh, I really have to point out the sound design is on point. Especially, mind you, I'm playing on PC, but if you have like a a sound bar or anything with a sub, mm. like she sounds heavy. Mm. <laughs> like every step, it's thunk 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 thunk. Mm. You know, it's she sounds like she's made of metal. Mm. <laughs> if they're human sized, they're not going to weigh the same as a human. They're going to be heavy as fuck. You right. Know? Yeah. 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 She, yeah. And the same thing, it, the jumping and stuff like that. I mean, she is agile because she's like meant to be a dancer. She was never meant to be a combat mm-hmm. robot. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, she was just kind of made into that. But, yeah, she's agile, but she feels weighty <laughs> uh, appropriately. Right. So, so. Yeah. all right. I guess with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about this week's discussion topic. See you then. Righty. All right. And welcome back. We have just discovered Dwight is indeed an android. He refuses to take those headphones off. Those are his ears. (laughs) We knew it the whole time. (laughs) You know, now that I think about it, I was going to say, I was going to say, we've never actually seen your legs. You could just have, right. But, but now that I think about it, both of us have probably seen his legs at one point. <laughs> yes. so. But not, we haven't seen them recently. In the past three years, he could have been just transformed into an android. I've seen know. him in the past year, and he did oh. not have robot legs. Okay. If they, they were very realistic robot legs if, if he had them. Well, I mean, you've seen so. Star Trek data. He's, he's he, was, pretty realistic. he was taller than I remember. I mean, yeah. I knew he was tall, but I, he was taller than I remember. Yeah. I grew. Since Riker last time. is freaking <laughs> giant. You were an adult the last time I saw you before. Yeah. That, <laughs> I never stopped growing. I think I I stopped growing at like, I don't know, I think I was like 17, 18. That's, that's when I stopped my height, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hit a good solid 6'1". I think that's a pretty good spot for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on to this week's discussion topic. Dwight's uh, height. If you, yeah, Dwight's height. <laughs> now, if you read 
the or I guess if you clicked on the show, you already know what it is. But it's games that we keep coming back to. There are games that rather I guess I don't know. There's games I play every year, is, games that I've already beaten. In. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's so easy, and we already we we joked before you got on. We already know what you're going to talk about. So just go ahead and get caravan <laughs> stories out of the way. <laughs> Caravan stories. I mean, that's that's the one I, I come back to all the time. I've been playing it since it was released in the uh, the U.S. Um, honestly, it is a it's a game. This is your time to actually talk about caravan yeah, stories, yeah. legit. So get it out of yeah. your system right now. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 like a it's designed for mobile systems, but of course, in the U.S., funnily enough, it's only on PS4. Um, what what is it yet? Yeah, it's a uh, exactly. a gotcha game, pretty much. I mean, so the overall story is that there are uh, there are these caravans that can uh, what was it even Shocker. there's this like a <laughs> and mysterious, there are stories about them. <laughs> there's a mysterious <laughs> yeah. evil force that's taken um that's you know descending upon this world or whatever. And caravans are these weapons and uh, vehicles or whatever um that can like gather together to like fight this thing or whatever um and all throughout its history there's been usually one hero or person or whatever that's had like a caravan so during the game there's five different protagonists there's and each one represents like a different race and as you go along you can unlock more so there's they start they all start in their own country and then you basically go through that storyline up until you get to this central location, which is like Nero, it's basically, I guess, the new world or whatever, where there's a bunch of different races that come together. So you start each race's path, and then you can play that and then switch to the next one. Once you get to the end game, which is when you get to Nero, you can play as all the different you know races and all the different characters. There's a shit ton of characters, so many of them. A lot of them you get just from <laughs> playing the game. And then, of course, recently, since the game's been going for so long, there's a lot of like um event characters there's a lot of characters that are collaborations from like different shows animes and things like that Hmm. and you know whatnot but the storylines for all the characters is the thing that made me want to keep coming back is just each kingdom has its own story but then they all intertwine together all the different characters Hmm. all are involved with somebody else for some reason there's different groups i mean it's just like it's the, the interconnected story is is amazing which is why i like coming back to it but the actual... I mean, every single time I turn on PlayStation, it says... Yeah, I'm always playing it. So, I mean, it is a gotcha game, so it has some heavy gotcha elements to it. Um, you can get through the game without paying anything. Um, but, I mean, I've bought shit through there. But the... You gotta, you gotta support it, yeah, man. So the, the yeah. main gameplay style is that you're in... Um, you have a team of, like, six people. So it's more like you just... The construction of your team is really important. You can move them around the play area, um, but they each have one primary attack and then one secondary attack. And then, you know, the secondary is the one that charges up and then you can use them or whatever. Um, Placement is important. The type of character, whether they're melee or range or whatever, is important. So your team comp is really important. Uh, Having, like, a tank and then somebody supporting them. Like, it gets into, you know, I could get into the weeds, but that's the main part of that. Um, the, you weren't there already. The secondary gameplay type is more of like uh, PvP. In PvP, you are on this game board or area, and instead of just being like in a little you know battle that you're fighting against like enemies or whatever, um, you're either on either side of a map, and there's towers in between it. So you have like 
two lanes and you have like two towers and then like your main your caravan that's at the end um you have to destroy the towers and then get to the caravan and of course they're also sending their units and this one all you can do is place your units once you place them they act on their own but different units will act differently some of them can do their secondary attack right when you place them they cost different so you have to like your cost is your generating energy then you have to balance that with where you place them and you know okay this you know this particular unit is going to go for the tower specifically this particular unit i can place anywhere and it can attack enemies directly it's just there's a lot you know into that too but um but yeah mm-hmm. i mean and it's free so that's what i usually play it's free except for the gotcha except for mechanics. the gotcha mechanics right of course and of course i always hit up mm, of course um rogue uh was it Rogue company. company. You don't even know what yeah. it's called. <laughs> I mean, I, I play a lot of this. I, I always hit up Rogue Company. I always, uh, I've been hitting up um, Naraka a lot lately. I've been playing that. I noticed. Heavy. I don't know if that's a that classifies into this list, but I know Rogue Company. Rogue really Company, yeah, I've been playing, playing that for a while. But over a year at this rate, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Naraka just came out, but mm. I think it might supplant one of the other two. Probably. Well, no. Hmm. I think it's, it'll, be, it'll be my trifecta of games that I come back it's to. in addition yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing's gonna supplant caravan stories no probably not no, i'm just you know every time i come he's like man i need to cut this thing off and then i'm like oh, but i need to update my <laughs> my people just a little <laughs> bit more you know a little bit more that's Why how they get you am turn it off yeah it's it's getting to the point now <laughs> where more. the the certain players the whales they're they're terrible i was playing like earlier and i got destroyed by one and it's somebody who like buys everything and they're super obnoxious yeah. because everything. I was going to ask you to describe the definition of a whale. If you if you don't yeah, play gotcha games, you don't know what a whale is. A whale is somebody who just like they try to buy everything. They have a shit ton of disposable income for whatever reason, and they buy everything. Now in this game, that's really expensive because when a character comes out, there's loot boxes, right? And then you can get ten pulls from a loot box. Each one is like thirty bucks. And a lot of these characters, you can only get a guaranteed pull on like the 10th loot box. So these guys are paying like well over $500 to get a character. And then they max them out. And when they, I mean, buying all the the the, the um, supplies and shit you need to max out a character is insane if you don't want to, you know, spend years or whatever. So a character will come out and then a, a whale will have their character maxed out and like all the event characters, because some of these events have like three, four characters. That's like, they're paying like thousands of dollars to be able to do that. I just, I just don't see how that's fun. It's not. <laughs> so like, <laughs> fighting against them is super annoying because like, the strategy like is paying to like beat the game for you. It's yeah. it's crazy, and I'm just it. like, how could you spend thousands and thousands just to say, hey, I beat this dude in Caravan Stories? It's like, what? What is the point of that? Dang. It's just, it's crazy. It's the same people that are paying the what the thir- You've seen that Final Fantasy VI statue that's like thirteen grand. Mm. Oof. It looks amazing, but it's like who yeah. has thirteen thousand dollars? Even, it, even at that level, you're getting a physical thing that you can display in your home. True, you know, True. people yeah, people buy Ferraris and stuff for the same point. reason and like never drive them. So I can I can at least understand that. Caravan store, it's a digital thing in a game, you know, and they're paying like yeah. like thousands. Like if you ever see how expensive this shit is, you know, and of course, mm. other more popular games do the same thing, but even worse, you know, Fortnite. Uh, fucking Genshin Impact, which is the number one, you know, the that's the one that there's a lot of whales in that shit too. So, 
Mm. I also hear, I mean, the one thing I will commend Genshin Impact is I think a lot of it's super playable without spinning a dime. Yeah. At least yeah. that's what I seem to I'll hear. I would say so. I mean, I, it's, I would say it's yeah. a pretty good game. I fell off of it really early because at the time it was only on PS4. I. And I was just like, eh. now it's on PS5 and it's actually playable. And I, I'm like, yeah, I don't need two time sinks. <laughs> I already have Caravan Stories. So. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I guess I'm going to kick it over to Jonathan. What you got for I, us? I have a question, though, really quick first. Mm. Would, okay. would would Pokemon Go be considered a gotcha game? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Mm, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you, does it have loot boxes where you can get... Um... No. No. If you buy something, if you, buy you know something, what you're you buying. You know what you're buying, yeah. Okay, well... Actually, you're not buying just a mystery box. Actually, I do think they have a mystery box option, but it's if like it's, well, if it's it, not if it's not characters, then it doesn't count. No, but, no, you never not. buy Pokemon. Never buy Pokemon. And n- at least ninety nine percent of the items, I think there might be a mystery box. I'm not sure. There's no there's or no least... mystery box that you don't know what's in it. There's there's a mystery box, but it's it's a Meltan spawner. So it just spawns Meltan. It's just called a okay, mystery box. Okay. It's just but, called a mystery box. Yeah, okay. If any of the boxes that they do sell in the store, you know what items you're getting in. Yeah, so that's not a gotcha game. Because a gotcha game So I would not call it a gotcha specifically okay. Gotcha is is the same thing. It's Gachapon, right? That's what it's based off of. The little uh toys. Yeah, the, the toys, the Japanese you... toys where you go up to a machine, you put in a quarter, you turn it, and then you get this and little you turn thing. the crank. And you don't know what's in it, but yeah. then you open it up and it's like, oh, there's like a set of 20 it's, toys or something that you have to collect. Uh, and yep. you keep getting this one. That's you know. where the turn comes yeah, from. So it's like those Wonder Balls. So. It's like the Wonder Balls and the Kinder Balls and all yeah, that. Yeah, all that garbage. stuff. Yeah, that's that's okay. what that is. So the whole, gotcha. the whole thing okay. is you pay to get this Indeed. box and then gotcha. it may have <laughs> the, you, you may get a character or whatever that you want, or you may get some bullshit that you didn't want or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, if unless you're able to get characters from that, that's like the gotcha mechanic, then it's it's not really a gotcha game. Um, can you, okay, so it's not then. Can you pay for, um, like, uh, like supplies to, to boost up your characters? Like, stuff to make them stronger or experience and things like that? Can you? Sort I want to say all the supplies are, like, geared... Not, all the supplies are geared toward catching stuff. Yeah, so really. not directly, but you can like you can mm. buy raid passes to do raids, mm. and the raids will almost always guarantee mm. getting TMs that you can use to change your moves and rare candy that you can use to boost up your Pokemon mm. and Stardust that you can mm. use to boost up your Pokemon. But you're not so buying it directly. Not, not directly. Not directly. Yes. There's there's a lot of games mm. that tell that well, same and, line. And <laughs> you can you can buy incubators that will incubate eggs as you're walking and then those eggs hatch into pokemon but you don't have to you get one incubator that's um, that's yeah forever yeah, that you yeah. can forever that you can use forever and that's free mm. um, it's just a speed up it's not it's right. not a gotcha thing it's just a efficiency yeah thing. yeah because a lot of people really. complain about the loot boxes in like overwatch but i don't think that really counts because there's no really gotcha there's no characters you can get from it you can get um because all the characters are free you can get like um Mm -hmm. things like cosmetics and whatnot which don't affect the game but um to me a pure gotcha game is when it's stuff that affects the game new characters um weapons 
uh, st- like boosts to make your character stronger, you know, things like that. Mm. That's that's what it's. I think action. really it it just comes down to the random nature yeah. of it. Yeah, and that's why Pokemon does not fit into that because. Mm. You're not buying anything that is randomly generating right. an item. Yeah. You know what you're buying. That and like yeah. the 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 actual chances cuz it, it they have to tell you what the chances are. I guess it's like some sort of gambling law rule against it or whatever. They tell you the chances. Yeah. The mm-hmm. chances are super super low. Like to get like a 5-star character is like 1% and then, you know, like <laughs> get a trash 3-star weapon or whatever is like 60%. Like stupid shit like that, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So you have to go for They'll say, like, oh, on the 10th box, it's guaranteed. So you have to buy 10 boxes. You're not going to get this character in the first nine boxes. So it's ridiculous. So that, that's interesting because there is a gotcha-style mechanic mm. in Pokemon Go, which is, which are the eggs. Mm. Because But you, you can't buy the eggs. You can only get them at random times from, like, spinning Pokestops and gyms. Mm. And you there's a set certain there's a set uh list of pokemon that can hatch from it that changes every once in a while mm-hmm. so you know what pokemon could hatch from it right but you don't know what it will hatch until it hatches yeah so it's similar but you don't pay for it yeah so it's, i mean the, it's not really the same thing the most i don't think there's any game that's where it's truly random and it doesn't tell you what's in it most games they tell you what's in the box and they tell you your chances of getting it you just that's mm-hmm. the only way you can get it is by buying that box and then it's a super low chance so you end up You'll see, like, people do streams, like, gotcha poll streams or whatever. That shit is ridiculous. Yeah. They'll drop, like, $10,000 or whatever and, like, get, like, hundreds of boxes and then sit there and not yeah. get the character mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. looking for. So, Caravan right. Stories isn't that bad because you do there you do get a guaranteed chance at, like, a certain number of boxes. But there's a lot of games that don't. And those are the ones that, like, they get super ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. So Pokemon Go is in regular rotation, or you just oh, yeah. keep coming back to it? No, I I, okay. I play it even I, still. Yeah, every day, every day I'm playing it because they they have like daily bonuses and stuff. So I don't play it like as much as I used to because mm. I got other stuff going on, streaming stuff. But, but you like jump on and collect the stuff and and yeah, that's, I, that's yeah, what I do. Yeah. Collect the stuff. I do a few raids here and there to get the new new stuff that's coming out, and then um, are you max level? Just out of curiosity, not yet. I am at level forty seven. Uh, I'm kind of stuck oh, at... It's 50, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of stuck okay. at one point because after level 40, they started uh, including uh, they started including certain tasks that you had to fulfill before you could move up. So, so it's based on tasks and XP um, because they realized if they raised the XP cap, or if they raised the level cap, rather, all these people who had been farming XP since they hit 40 were all just going to, like like super rocket up to these high levels so they added these tasks to stop that from happening um and so i'm stuck on a task where you have to walk your buddy like 25 kilometers in a single week seven or uh, eight times in a row and i don't go out walking that what the hell? Yeah. yeah yeah oh my it's, god it's crazy uh, it's crazy so wait walk 200 kilometers in a week 20 no 25 25 25 walk kilometers, 25 in a kilometers week, but you have to do it eight times like eight, eight separate times, times. Yeah. In a week? Yeah. No, 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 not no, no, eight no, times. No, no. Not eight times no. in a week. Yeah. Not eight times eight in a week. Eight separate times. <laughs> you just have to, twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. So eight separate weeks. So yes, eight separate weeks. So you take you. Okay. It'll take you at least two months to do it if you're just like, oh my god. Right. Okay. I right. thought it was asking you to walk two hundred kilometers in a week. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> 
<laughs> my foots are bleeding, but I made it. But still, though, that's still crazy. <laughs> that's it, it's a lot. I mean, uh, one kilometer is about uh, or no, yeah, no. <laughs> It's a bit, but it, it's a it's it's stupid. About, uh, it American steps, brains though. don't it know how long steps, a so. kilometer is. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't. It doesn't. You can. It doesn't GPS 25 um, kilometers. It's just going off of the number of steps, right? Well. Mm, oh my god. So, so <laughs> I think it's a so mix. It, it's a it, mix. It's, it's, it's weird mix. how it's it calculates. Mm, yeah. yeah. So so 25 kilometers is 15 and a half miles. Mm. Um, so it yeah, if you have the game open. Mm. It uses GPS and mm. it will check in at random interval at, or not random intervals. It'll check in at specific intervals. Mm. We don't know because we've, we've never been told what those intervals actually are, mm. which is stupid. It's frequent, but, though. but um, it's it's not frequent enough to, to burn where your battery. No, like, I, I it feels super like walking around. Burn your battery. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm. it'll also yeah, and then it'll so it will sometimes like if you walk down a street and around a corner, mm. you'll actually only walk the hypotenuse mm. depending on what times mm. it checks in so that kind of you gotta get cheated out of oh some, my god time there but <sighs> if you turn the game off mm. if you like force close the game make sure it's not running and you use adventure sync um then you can use your step tracker to track your steps which is a lot more accurate that's the better way to, and we'll, that's a better way to go yeah and that that will save you a lot of time so mm. yeah it, because, it's just a lot because my because if I play it at work, I play it occasionally mm. too. Mm. So like I'm at work, I'm walking a lot at work typically, uh, just the nature of my job, right? I tend right. to get between eighteen to twenty five thousand steps a day. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a lot of walking. That's really good. But if I have my phone on and I'm playing Pokemon Go, it's nowhere close to that. Right. Because I'm all in one little spot. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. But so if I have an Adventure just... Sync on. Yeah, if I have Adventure Sneak on, it, it gives me way more. That's a that's what I, I was wondering if it if it actually tracked, you know, how far you're going or just like steps because it's just like if it didn't track only steps, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I'd have to you know yeah. I'd have to like you know walk across uh, my fucking neighborhood like every week to be able to get to collect that stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and and and, well, and it definitely Sync... encourage you to walk. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And Adventure Sync didn't come out until. Probably about a year, or maybe two, uh, year and a half to two years ago. It, it was a, it was a while ago because I was still playing it at the time when it did come out. So, uh, but I, you know, so you know I what has stopped shortly after. Yeah, Pokemon Go has been out for longer than I always think it has been. Shit, it was fifteen miles. You have to walk across the city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, just gonna fucking walk to work yeah. every day. There yeah. we go. That's how we're gonna make make our goals. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's pretty that's pretty crazy. So that's what I'm I'm stuck on now. Once I clear mm. that, then I will um, I'll get to level 40, uh, 48. And then I'll have more I just checked in. I just checked in mine when you were talking about it because I was like, oh, I haven't checked in in a while. I'm level 34. Mm. Um, and I just caught a Papio in my house. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Huzzah. That's what I was to say. If you're able <laughs> yeah, that's, to beat that's... that, that uh, challenge or whatever, you win at life. <laughs> not, not just a Pokemon. <laughs> that's, like, that's a lot. <laughs> Dude, there are people that, who have been a... at level 50 for uh, like – over a year now mm. yeah so, i probably I mean, would be higher up if i played more consistently but even level 34 like as infrequently as i play i think that's not bad yeah i mean getting xp is super easy now because raids give you xp mm. friendships give you xp i mean there's there's so much xp every excellent catch that you uh, hit on a pokemon gives you a thousand xp so i mean it's you know it's mm. real super it, easy to get XP. it takes now. an insane amount to level up too though but mm. yeah yeah it does interesting it does yeah. 
And it's only going to get. I think it's. <laughs> it's only going to get Go crazier ahead. if they if they raise the cap again. People are, oh, are know, saying you, they might. You know they will. Uh, they probably they will, will eventually. So. It'll get all the way to 100 before the game dies. Watch it. Oof, man. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I'll never get there. Um, oh. But but anyway, that that's not the only game. Uh, I do play that every day. But I also um, play Binding of Isaac uh, fairly frequently. I have a friend uh, I of mine that, that's yeah. I looked at your time. Steam library. Or my brother, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah I, I play that quite a bit. <laughs> um, I've been trying to get through all the characters um, and all the challenges and everything. I think there's still one character I haven't unlocked because the challenge to get it is ridiculously insane and i'll probably never get there but um but i've been playing through uh greed mode which is basically just like waves of enemies and then like this one massive enemy at the end who's super difficult to beat um of course everyone's super difficult to beat binding of isaac but um so i've been playing that um fairly frequently i haven't played it recently but Mm. i up to about maybe a couple months ago, I was uh, playing it just about every day, and that took a little bit of a break from it. But probably going to be getting back into that soon because I'm starting to feel the itch again. <laughs> starting to feel the itch. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my friend Kirby, which I think he listens to this podcast, uh, talking about Bind- Binding of Isaac. I'm looking at his Xbox because he 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 also is like I actually don't know if there is a more obsessed person with. Binding of Isaac. Mm. <laughs> of course, you go to Time Played, so I'm on Xbox right now. I'm on my phone. It, you know, you can check Time mm. Played on uh, Steam and Xbox and mm. stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Time Played for Binding of Isaac, 29 days and 15 minutes. I would, me, uh, I would say, mine is. I would say, I'd have to go on a Switch and PlayStation, or whatever. But um, my brother-in-law, I would say he probably would be close to that. That's 696 he, hours. He's probably close to that. And he, he split his time with uh, the Switch version and, of course, you know the PlayStation 4 version. He also plays the Switch yeah. version. So, Jonathan, I looked at your Steam library because I, I noticed, because I, I was just like, you're my only friend on there. Yeah. Uh, my only friend. <laughs> uh, and it said in the last week you had, like, hundreds of hours in some shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I scrolled down and it said you had been playing Digimon for a hundred plus hours. I was like, that yeah, can't be right. That no, game that, cannot that, be that long. No, 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 no it's not. Yeah. Um, well, so first, I don't know why it's it's registering your stuff way wrong. I, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Well, first of all, my Binding of Isaac uh, time is 1,043 hours, so I have played that a lot. Mm. <laughs> um, and that's actually that's just Rebirth. The previous iteration I played for 724 hours. So Jesus. I wonder um, what it is about yeah. that because I mean. I, always, I thought it was any time I logged into my, my, my PlayStation, my brother-in-law was on Binding Hip, of Isaac. Hypnotoad. So <laughs> does, does it have, like, daily challenges or something? That's something I don't know about. Like, I don't know. I've never um, it does. It, it does now. I've played it. I don't I don't get it either. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, do, it does have daily challenges now. Um, it didn't used to. But it's just it's just one of those games that it's, it's not frustrating enough to where you're just like, I'm totally done with this. Mm. But it's not easy enough to where you can just like blow through it so it's it's it's, it's really perfect it's, difficulty yeah it's it's it is it pretty much is the perfect difficulty um maybe a little too difficult in some in some uh, parts but it's I, I don't know i mean just the the character designs are are really um i mean it's very gross but they're really interesting yeah. and they're all they're varied they're, there's um and there's a lot more variation now because there are enemies um 
there are enemies that have like different like types depending on what kind of a room you're in and, mm. and stuff like that what floor you're on and all so i mean it's just it's just an interesting game and it's fun to it's fun to play you have there's so many different like power-ups that you can get and they're all randomized every time because it's a it's a, a, roguelike a dungeon or crawler a roguelike rather mm. um so they're all randomized. Yeah, you every could definitely time. tell it's you could definitely tell it's gross when uh, on the like Xbox page. I still have it pulled up. Poops destroyed mm-hmm. is a uh, yeah. is a metric. <laughs> yep. So there are piles of poops that just are just in he is the at level. forty thousand two hundred and one. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Lots I mean it, it's it's a it's a pretty fun game. I think the the problem with Digimon is is because sometimes I'll forget to quit a game after streaming it. And then I'll just leave it open for like hours. And then, you know, I go to work the next day and it's just sitting open all day. (laughs) So I think that's part of the reason why the hour count is like as big as it is. That's my issue with like, it could also be Discord. Pretty much like every JRPG that happens, either the game is left on or like it's, you know, have it on while I'm doing something else or whatever. Like I'll, I'll like stop and like watch some anime and then come back to the game or whatever. And it's still at like the start Mm -hmm. menu. So that, that inflates a lot of like my JRPG times. Oh my gosh, heathens! Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, like, none it's of my JRPG uh, times are are. Um, and I think sometimes I check to see if it counts when you're um, like on Xbox, right? So you could do the you could turn it off, and it will it will keep your you know place of where you're at or whatever. Some games it stops mm-hmm. the timer. Other games it doesn't stop the timer. And on Switch, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been playing Xeno 2 and everything and, and Torna right now. Um, the only time it stops the timer is when you're on the save screen. So what I've been doing is that I'll save and then right from the save screen, I'll just like back out to the home menu and then like turn off, um, you know, put the Switch to sleep or whatever. Instead of turning it off all the way, because it takes forever to load up, you know, where you were. And especially when you're playing Torna, because I have to load up Xeno 2 wait for that menu to come up then load my save and then go to where i'm going <laughs> so i don't do that i just like save back out to the home menu and then leave it and then come back to it later or whatever oh my gosh what sort of heathen for real <laughs> am i am i talking to all right so i, I just, at least just did as start an aside, turning my switch off i did i did all finally my stuff, start turning that off. <laughs> all my stuff is turned off yeah. and closed out completely the second i stopped yeah, i never it. do that because it, it, yeah. it takes forever to load back up but to to be fair, I mean, I guess to you guys, it's like I don't think a lot of people do. Like, you know, I don't know. I just I'm so OCD about it. Like, if it if I don't quit out, oof, mm. I don't know. It makes me makes my screen. You, you don't you don't want to know how many times my PS4 has yelled at me for not turning it off because I left it on. Mm. You know, because I was watching anime, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna watch more, you know, tomorrow, so I'll just put it to to sleep or whatever." Mm. And then there's a po- been a power outage, and I come back, and it's like, "Yeah, <laughs> properly." I'm like, Ugh. well, I the only thing that, that stays in a like a rest <laughs> mode, or it, it's 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 called instant on, is the Xbox Series mm. X, and that's just so it can get its updates. Mm. But actually, that, now everything they else change is... it so you don't have to have it on um, instant on to get updates. So. You can you can leave it on really? power saving that, mode, dude. which actually turns it off. But I leave I just keep mine on rest mode anyway. I I don't know. I never like turn them off completely. Mm-hmm. And on Xbox, that's the only one. That's the only one that does that with me. I mean, even I, I have a Series S mm. right here. Um, it's off. And what was, what what like do they call their their um their modes where it like saves the game 
it like hibernates the game. Quick resume? Yeah, quick resume. So quick since resume. quick resume. I never use that. I use that all the time. And of course it's only it's only worth it on single player games, which is weird because on Xbox multiplayer games Which is primarily what I play. Multiplayer but still. games support quick resume, which makes no sense to me. Because as soon as you come back, it disconnects you because you weren't fucking connected to the network. So and it backs you out anyway. <laughs> so I think they need to stop enabling quick resume on multiplayer games. Because it, it does nothing. Mm. But on single player stuff you can come back to you can just um just back out to the home screen and go to something else and it will save that to the drive the next time you go into it it could be weeks later you just go back to that game and it brings you back exactly to where you was and at first i thought that was like oh you know who cares but now it's so much nicer because you can get in and out of games so quickly and then um it loads fast enough for me and it works even if you turn the console off so and switch I wish Switch had quick resume because everything takes forever mm. to do on the Switch. So, um, but yeah. So impatient. No, I don't <laughs> want to sit there and wait 10 minutes to load up a game. I don't want to wait anything. <laughs> it doesn't wait no like, 10 minutes. This shit minutes. is crazy, especially like Switch games. There's no 10 minutes. I'm like Xeno. Oh my God. Oh, Metal Max Neo. Metal Max Neo's um, load times are super long. And it loads like anytime you like switch screens or do anything else. It's even worse than Xenoblade. But yeah. Mm-mm. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe the PS4 version will be a little bit better for you. Who knows? I I don't play anything. I don't think I've ever played anything as long as you said you have played <laughs> Binding of Isaac or anything like that. I think maybe the longest game I've ever played ever would be maybe like pokemon pearl mm. like way back in the day and that was mm. probably in the 500 hour mark just because i i completed the pokedex so i had to mm. play it a lot obviously yeah. to get that but realistically nowadays i zoom through stuff so i as far as games i come back to i i mean i only have a couple in mind i didn't really land on one but um the ones i'm gonna go at it's funny that you guys both pick essentially mobile games for yours right. yeah i don't really play i don't really play mobile games those but, are the ones you can stack up hours I mean, easily because you just pick at right. it like every yeah day. absolutely <laughs> uh, absolutely yeah. and i probably do if pokemon go had a clock on it i'm probably sure it would be pretty high but i don't want to know how long i've spent in pokemon <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah uh, i do not want to know as, as far as games i keep coming back to games i play pretty much every year or at least we'll pick up every year would be some Splinter Cell. It's mm. usually Blacklist. Uh, what's that? okay? Let me rephrase it. Oh. It's Blacklist. That or Ocarina of Time. I will play every year, and I've gotten to I've gotten to a point where I'm playing Ocarina of Time, and I can get the entire game just very casually. I never have to look anything up. I'm just zoom, zoom, zoom. It's a comfort food game at this point. So mm-hmm. that's um, I mean, there's of course more than that. I'm just I'm not going to go through all of them, but. At the point when I need to be playing all this new stuff, I'm like, ah, oh, let's pop in Shenmue and get through it in three hours or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I'm not going to go into the dissection of why these are good or whatever, but a lot of these things, when I get kind of burnt out on games, I kind of just go back, I fall back into old habits. And mm-hmm. a, a Zelda game in particular, especially Ocarina of Time or Skyward Sword, A Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, I know those games like the back of my hand. So it's just it's just easy to 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 do that. So I will say um, if you're if you're done, are you finished? Mm. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Sorry, I, I didn't want to cut you off. But I just I just remembered. Um, I was focusing mostly on games that I'm currently like, you know, always playing. Um, just about, but 
one of the games I always do come back to is System Shock Two. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of my one of my favorite games. Um, it's I it's, it's like you. I know it like the back of my hand. Um, I helped write a uh, melee only walkthrough for it uh, many years ago, and oh, I can wow. still I can still play it melee only. And I've actually been getting the itch to do that again to play it through uh, with just the melee mm-hmm. weapons. Um, but yeah, I th- that one is just it's it's just it's such a good game. It's you know, and, but and you can you know it was because Bioshock and all those were built on top of it, mm-hmm. um, borrowing you know whatever they could. Um, Bioshock is essentially just shinier System Shock Two with the corners cut off. <laughs> so um, there you go, and but, underwater. Uh, yeah, and underwater. Yeah, but um, yeah, <laughs> System Shock Two is an excellent game. If you've never played it, you really should. The uh, they should be coming out with an enhanced edition soon-ish, probably within the next few years. Um, once the remake comes out, <laughs> the next few years is soon-ish. I, I well, I, I'd say it's soon-ish <laughs> I mean, yeah. because that game's been out for like freaking forever yeah. um yeah less than a decade 1999 so i mean two um <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah. That's, that's up there yeah. so yeah so i mean but but they have uh night dive has confirmed they are interested in doing it and they've already been releasing like uh up-res character models and um textured like like new textures for them and, and things like that so they are working i have on never it. played through it so it'll be something for me to jump into yeah mm. And the multiplayer. And for you to watch the stream and tell me what I'm doing wrong the entire time. I'm sure. So. Yeah, it's it's just, it's such a good game. It's just it's definitely one of those one of the one of the classics. Um, so I always I always make time to play that. Um, every once in a while, I'll just jump right back into it and, and and burst through it. I've been trying to play multiplayer with one of my friends for a long time, um, but uh, the multiplayer is kind of bugged. <laughs> That's that'll be something that they that they fix in the um in the enhanced edition but oh they're bringing yeah, multiplayer right now back. it's yeah yeah a lot so of they took it yeah. they took it yeah they took it out of the steam release and the gog release because it's so like buggy and weird mm. um so they just patched it out but they will be bringing it back mm. fixed and actually working that's interesting properly most so, most yeah, remasters it, and remakes and re-releases like just cut multiplayer it's it's rare for them to keep multiplayer yeah well it's one of those things like the multiplayer is never supposed to be in the game and at first and it was a request from ea if i if i remember the story right right um it was a it was a, a a command passed down from ea on high to work multiplayer in there so Makes that's sense. why it's never really yeah that's what so happened it, to Mass it was, it's really three, weird so. and <laughs> yeah but but it's become one of those things that's just like for for people who really like are invested in the game and really love the game, mm. it's one of those things that they like to do. Even though it was never designed for that, they just like to run through it with friends while you're chatting online or whatever. Mm. So, um, so yeah, mm. uh, that, that's yeah. So I'm super excited for the enhanced edition whenever it actually finally does come, and yeah, I keep going back to it. You'll have to keep me informed as to the goings on of that because I didn't even know about it and <laughs> they released like a trailer yeah. or something announcing it like years ago and then it was kind of like radio I silence. missed that so uh, if I remember well, that that might have been for the for the enhanced edition that might have been for the remake, the remake? Oh, I'm probably thinking of the remake because there's an enhanced edition for the original System Shock mm. that came out a while back mm. the remake uh, should be coming out sometime soonish uh, much sooner <laughs> than the point. enhanced edition <laughs> They yeah they they don't they've they've continually resisted giving an actual release date because they want to be 
sure right. that's perfect which, and done and finished. I think I think which is more fine. more companies should like resist the urge to release, uh, you know, put out release dates and stuff. Because I mean, they almost never stick to that. Something always happens. People always mm. get mad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like what you were saying about you got to be like peter moore and tattoo it on your <laughs> yeah <own. laughs> like like what you're always you know what you were saying about the the multiplayer not really being there but people find it fun anyways that's just like mass effect 3 for me it's, i love mass effect 3's uh, multiplayer it also really shouldn't be there <laughs> and it was something that ea said hey thou shalt have multiplayer you know but um <laughs> i mean i love it um i was really disappointed when i didn't bring it back for the for that um that trilogy you know remaster or whatever um, to the point where I'm just oh. like, I mean, if they don't remaster that, then I I played those games already. And, you know, I don't really need to play them again. Mm. Um, one, just to jump on this bandwagon I of did. games to come back to. <laughs> um, for me, that'd be um, Street Fighter Three Third Strike, which also came out in '99. I, I go oh, back wow. to that all the time, and it's um, a lot of people. Of course, you know, it's popular uh, in the FGC to consider it, you know, the greatest. Um, 2D fighting game ever created, which I wholeheartedly agree. But the reason why it's the greatest is not because of really like how um, ridiculous the game plays or anything like that, because that would go to like Marvel 2 or something like that. But it's just that in most fighting games, you know, kind of like in chess, right? When you get to a certain level of chess, there's a specific answer to every situation. So you can design an AI to play chess because in every situation there's always going to be the most um, uh, I think most efficient yeah the most efficient move and then for a lot of fighting games that's kind of like set there's a point where everybody's figuring out how to play the game and then it gets to the point where everyone's figured out what the most efficient answer is to everything and Street Fighter 3 that hasn't happened so they designed the game so that there is no most efficient answer to everything you can play that game forever and still learn new stuff. So there's still like different ways so you can uh, respond to different things or, or whatever. And then the parry system is a big part of that or whatever. So that's why it's considered the greatest fighting game um, ever made because you never stop learning how to play it. Um, hmm. The game itself is really, it's not complicated. A lot of people say the Street Fighter 3 is hard. It's really not. That's actually the, the one where they simplified all the inputs there's only, you know, down forwards for everything. Nobody has any ridiculous inputs like Street Fighter Alpha or anything like that. Everything's simplified. And then how you parry, you just tap forward. There's, that's it. Even Street Fighter Six, where, you know, they're adding in like a modern control scheme to make it simple. To parry, you hold down two buttons. <laughs> so, Ooh. which is, it's still easy, but Street Fighter Three, you tap forward. That's it. The only the the reason why it's so dangerous is because you hold back to block. So if you tap forward and you get it the timing wrong, you're eating whatever it is that somebody's throwing out at you. <laughs> so it makes you really like careful as to when you use that because you just tapping forward means you have no de- no defense if this is if this goes wrong or whatever. But anyway, if you look up any like high level FGC videos or whatever, they're always going to tell you. Even the designers say when they designed it, they wanted to make it so there is no official efficient answer to everything. So there's no way you can make an AI character good as Street Fighter 3. There's no way. Which is why when you play fighting games, the single player is just so you can get control, um, 
used to the controls. Nobody plays a single player in a fighting game long, uh, long, long term because there's no way to make the AI good unless you do like really mm. cheap shit, like make it so that they don't adhere to the same you know rules as the character. They can just throw out you know okay. charge moves and things like that. You have to play against a real person. But yeah, like in Pokemon Go. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> yes. We're going to go ahead and move on at this point because we're already an hour in. So before we wrap this up, we have our game and anime recommendation for this episode. I'm going to go ahead and start with Jonathan. You have a game recommendation for us this week. Yes. Um, so I'm going to recommend Monument Valley, which you may have never heard of. Uh, it's a mobile game. I've heard of, but I don't know what it is. Have you? Okay. Well, that's good. Um, it's a mobile game. There's actually... Uh, a sequel for it, Monument Valley Two, but um, it's it's a puzzle it's a puzzle game that's based on like forced perspective. So, this um, essentially the easiest way to describe it is you know the uh, the Escher puzzles, like the Escher Square, where uh, it's you, you can see a it, it's a cuboid, but the mm-hmm. lines go like in the wrong directions, like like one corner attaches to another corner but it really shouldn't be able to because of, of the you. perspective and everything um if you don't know what i'm talking about look up uh, an escher cube or an escher mm-hmm. i think i think it's called escher square or something like that but anyway it's that but in a game so you'll see these uh, these impossible looking situations and you have to guide your character from point a to point b essentially and sometimes other points in between and it may look like you can't get from one point to another, but then you just rotate the puzzle or you move something mm. and all of a sudden a floor becomes a wall and a wall becomes a floor and the ceiling is, is now the left-hand wall and you can walk around and, and do all these crazy... It's really hard to describe. It sounds like Echochrome. Like, ver- mm-hmm. like verbally. Say I, was, I was actually about yeah. to say Echochrome, yeah, Echochrome yeah. on Vita. Yeah, Vita, or I think it's on PSP mm. as well. If you've never heard of this game, it's exactly yeah, what exactly. you're saying. Okay, all right. Yeah. But anyway, th- this that's what I've that's what I um that's what it is uh, essentially, and I mean there's some kind of story behind it, but it's really esoteric and I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> all right, just, uh, yeah. just out with it. But um, but if you like if you like little puzzle games like that, uh, that make you think and make you really have to like, like look at things and use your spatial awareness and spatial mapping skills, this this is a great one. I really enjoyed it. All right. What did you say the the PS Vita one was? Echo Chrome. It is called Echo Chrome. Echo it's actually Chrome. on. Uh, I just looked it up. It's on PSP, uh, PS Vita, PS3, PS4, and PS5. Yeah, because they they released PS4. the PSV version on the the PlayStation Network Ultra Duper whatever tier. The Duper edition. Yeah, so, yeah you, you can, can get it. That. Duper okay. Echo Chrome. Because <laughs> that yeah, I'm definitely right. want to play more of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would definitely enjoy that if if. What you're describing is pretty much yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. okay. And uh, what is your anime recommendation for this week, Dwight? I was gonna go with Lovely Complex because I just recently watched that, but I'm going to change it up. Save it for I'm later. Change it up and change it to Vivi Florite Eyes. Uh, Vivi Florite Eyes song. <laughs> so I changed it to that because of what you were saying earlier about Steel Rising, which really reminded me of that anime. Um, just like a super quick overview, um, it's on Funim- It was on Funim- uh, Funimation, but it's on Crunchyroll now. It's only thirteen episodes, so it's not a huge time investment. 
It's done by Wit Studio, which is the same guys who did Attack on Titan. So the 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 actual animation is pretty good quality. But um, the main character is an android that works at like a theme park. She's like she sings. She's a singer at one of the attractions. I mean, nobody really pays too much attention to her singing or whatever. But uh, her, she wants to become like one of the greatest singers, which of course is not really going to happen to for a robot that you know is at a, um, a theme park attraction. Um, but there's something that comes back in time and warns her that in the future, like a hundred years or so in the future, there's going to be this huge Terminator war where all the machines and the humans are fighting it out and everything. And it's going to be crazy and it's, everybody's going to die, blah, 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 whatever. So they have to stop that. So it convinces her to do these missions to help him stop like this future war. Uh, the thing is, though, this is over a period of 100 years. So basically every episode is a different part of that timeline where she has to do this mission. Normally, she doesn't hear from this thing or whatever for like maybe like a decade or two or something like that at a time. So she'll do one mission. Then like 20 years later, it comes back and tells her, all right, we've got to do this other mission. There's like specific things they have to do to try to divert this timeline so that war doesn't happen or whatever. But it's super interesting um i'll say it's definitely worth a watch yeah, i'm looking at it now yeah i'm looking at it now yeah uh it's called vivi fluorite eyes yeah. song mm-hmm. okay yeah i'm looking at it. 13 episodes that's not too bad does it end yeah yeah oh, it, nice yeah, 13, 13 episodes, episodes and not a, done? it's not a huge time sink that's the actually the kind i'm of gonna I... put it on my list of uh things to yeah to watch. those are the ones i tend that's, to go that's funny one day yeah. I, I pulled it up on the <laughs> crunchyroll app or when we were mentioning it earlier mm-hmm. and uh it was it said like four seasons 52 episodes i was like see, oh wow this is a big one and i'm like oh wait it's, see, that's all the different like dubs i hate and stuff. that crunchyroll does that i know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about yeah. and it annoys the shit out of me every time because yeah. they count like all the different languages as separate seasons and they really need to stop yeah. doing that because nobody else does that <laughs> but crunchyroll because the way that they treat like yeah, different languages or whatever so yeah it is not 54 episodes if you if somebody finds it is crunchyroll. 13 episodes uh, definitely check that out. I probably will be checking that out myself. Yep. I don't know if I'll be doing it this week. Maybe I'm. Maybe since I'm in a uh, female robot attack mm. mood, I will give that a go. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Man, Sailor Moon is just starting it. to pick up too. <laughs> oh no! Oh, you have to change. You have to change gears. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's gonna be it for us this week. I am Michael McLeod. You can catch me streaming on Twitch at Michael underscore McLeod. You can catch this podcast on Game Room Pod at gmail.com or our twitter is going to be game room pod go figure <laughs> i myself personally am on twitter at micmac irl jonathan where can people find you uh enchantermon so twitter.com slash enchantermon uh twitch youtube all the places that is where you'll find me enchantermon and yep. dwight d money eighty seven nineteen. uh pretty much on everything playstation xbox switch also on twitch and i think i might stream some naraka stuff i don't know what i think i, I, th- I think I'm, uh, I'm still on a runner's high from like destroying people earlier on naraka but yeah. <laughs> yes you you uh you absolutely i'm just gonna i don't know if i want to praise your skill or like call everyone <laughs> yeah else yeah i'm sure i'm sure it was just like a lobby with a bunch of newer people which doesn't really bode well for their matchmaking but you know whatever <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But like I said, we're going to wrap it up next week. Next week, 
assuming everything goes okay, hopefully there won't be any last-minute changes, we're going to have Jordan <laughs> Connolly on, and we're going to discuss ranking the Star Wars movies. We'll see how that goes. Be sure to join us then. We'll see you guys then. Goodbye. See you later. All right, then. Bye.